0: Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery.
1: And this is Josh Vaughn.
0: And this is Angie Meadows. and Welcome today. We have another lesson for you. So today we're going to study friends. We're going to have two studies on friends, this one and the next one. And we want to talk about our companions, Josh.
1: What kind of companion do we want to be around?
0: Proverbs 13, 20.
1: Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Ouch.
0: So... I want to walk with the wise, I want to have companions with people that are wise, and I want to ask the Lord for those mentors in my life and for people who are strong in Him that can pull me along, that can pull me up, that can see my sin, that can call me out on it and say, here, here, this is the road, walk in it. (laughs) So Proverbs 17, 17, what is the characteristic of a friend?
1: A friend loves at all times.
0: Yes, a friend will always love, and they will correct you in love. Um, and this is hard to find, Josh.
1: Yeah, true that.
0: Yeah, it's hard to find people that love you at all times, and it's, fi- it's hard to find people that are wise. So you have to ask the Lord, where is the, the one that loves you that's wise that will invest in me? And then I, I find that I mentor people who keep coming back. And keep coming back saying, Give me a scripture, give me a verse, tell me what God taught you here. Those are the ones that I mentor those with listening ears, those that are begging for bread. (laughs) So, Proverbs 27 6. What kind of wounds might you receive from a good friend?
1: Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses.
0: Hmm. A good friend will tell me the truth and give me correction, but I can't be arrogant. And tell them you don't know what you're talking about. I have to be humble, confessing my sins. Uh, he that's faithful and just to confess. You know, God is faithful that He's going to redeem that. So I want to confess my sins. I want to ask for correction, and I want someone to speak truth into my life. So Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. What do friends do for each other?
1: An iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another.
0: Huh, so I think of a knife sharpener here. I mean, when you're sharpening that knife, you're seeing all that particles come off. (laughs) But when it's done, it's going to be really sharp. So if I had a friend sharpening me, what might that look like? Yeah. Yeah. what's it going to look like they're going to say uh uh you ain't going that way uh uh you put a boundary up there uh uh I heard some bitterness uh (laughs) uh I heard some greed I heard some anger and they're going to they're going to call you out on your junk Yeah, don't you think yeah (laughs) but you got to you got to let people get close to your heart and sometimes we've been wounded Josh and we don't let people close to our heart we don't let people really see us well I want you to find your Peter James and John your three people of your inner circle that get to see your heart so Matthew 26 Six, forty-eight and 49. What might an enemy, why might an enemy kiss you?
1: Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. Going to, at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him.
0: Hmm. So a betrayer might trick me and deceive me with a kiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Jesus knew, he knew that Judas was the betrayer when he dipped his hand in, uh, into the bread with him. He said, go and do what you're going to do quickly. You know, go and do. So m- make people earn the right to be your friend. Work through betrayal quickly. If you, you know, part of life is being betrayed. Now, um, good friends can work through betrayal, can come back and say they're sorry. Um, they can continue in Hebrews 12. 1024, let us consider one another and pro- provoke unto love and to good works. And they're going to come back and they're going to work through that. And you're going to find your good friends by the ones that you can work through the trials and consequences of life with. And then you're going to find those that, okay, they don't have the skill to even own their own stuff. So Proverbs 17, 9, what does it mean to cover an offense?
1: Whoever would foster love covers over an offense. But whoever repeats the matter separates close friends.
0: So an offense is something, a wound, something that's going to make me stumble. Uh, Actually the word offense in the Bible means stumbling, so whoever fosters love covers over A friend that's stumbling but whoever repeats that matter separates close friends so if my friend is stumbling I don't want to go and tell everyone I want to go to him I want to be the friend that's gonna maybe wound him but wound him out of love and be faithful so just love your friend when he's having a grumpy day love him if he's having some serious issues so if he's having serious issues I want to be faithful I want my wounds to be very Gentle, like a surgeon's knife. That's going to not destroy and be a jagged cut, but a nice, precise. Here's what I see. So, what separates best friends?
1: Tattles or repeating a matter. Yeah,
0: I don't need to go and tell everyone. Yeah, I need it needs to be between me and my friend. Yeah. So, Proverbs sixteen twenty eight. What kind of a person is not a good friend?
1: A perverse person stirs up conflict in the gossip separates close friends.
0: So a perverse person is going to stir up conflict. So someone who's in my life, who's in the edges of it, that's always in conflict with me, always gossiping about me, always saying, and I'm uh, always... Um, trying to provoke me, always flipping me and trying to say I said stuff I didn't say or thinks my thinks they're judging my motives, they're going to separate me from best friends. So gossip is going to separate me. So if somebody's trying to separate you from your good friend, I want you to know that there's stir, anybody who's stirring up conflict, just, just step back away from them and put them on the outskirts of your life. Because yeah. perverse means improper, incorrect, corrupt, obstinate, cranky, and hard-headed. <laughs> So you're not going to be able to talk to them about it if they're hard-headed and stubborn. Uh, they're going to flip it and just use it against you. So you just, you just back up from those people. So for Proverbs 22, 24, 25, what kind of a person would make a really good friend?
1: Do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Mm. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and give yourself a Ensnared.
0: Okay, so the question was, what kind of a person would not make a good friend? I read it wrong. So a hot-tempered, angry, furious person, I don't need to be their friend. I need to understand that they're they're setting a trap. Uh, Their anger sets a trap for them. And if I back up, I will watch them get caught in their own trap. It's called ensnared. Uh, So anger will ensnare me. So if I have a spirit of anger, I need to deal with it. I need to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> There's too much of a mess to clean up. I need to go sit with the Lord with it and journal about it and shred it if I need to. But I need to really process my emotions before I confront somebody. So even if you're a good friend, if your friend has made you angry, do not go to them until you've worked through your anger. So Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-four: what makes us a companion or a friend of a destroyer?
1: Whoever whoever robs their father or mother and says it's not wrong is partner to one who destroys.
0: Oh, wow. So if I'm robbing my mother and my father, I'm a companion to the destroyer. So does this mean embezzling money on false pretenses? Yes. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? (laughs) Going to them and lying that you need this or that and you're going to use it for something else. It's, It's... a companion to the destroyer, and let that verse convict you, so that you're always um, got good motives, and you're always making good decisions, and and you're always trusting God with your needs, and not going to someone and trying to embezzle money out of them. So, John thirteen thirty four. What is the commandment?
1: A new command I give you. Love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another.
0: So the commandment is?
1: To love one another.
0: Yes. John 14, 21. How can we be friends with Jesus?
1: Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them.
0: So living by the commands of Christ is my responsibility. Obeying Christ's commands makes us His friend. Look at that. I become the friend of my Savior when I obey. So, John 15, 13, how do you know a person has great love for you, and how can you love a person greatly?
1: Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends.
0: A friend with great love isn't selfish, and you're not selfish. And it is a healthy giving and taking relationship. So I want you to think about what little ways you can lay down your life for another. So sometimes, Josh, I have expectations. And when they're not fulfilled, I'm grumpy. (laughs) And instead, what I've learned to say is, what's here? Instead of uh, verbalizing um, my discontent, what's here that I can be grateful for? And as soon as I flip it to being grateful, Ah, It's amazing what wonderful things I see and how that sets me free from that inner critic that's just all the time uh, rehearsing those old wounds from other people. And so as you're making friends and making new friends, you may project on them things that that come from your past, wounds from your past, and you're going to hear that inner critic. And then you may externalize your critic Well, now no one... It is pleasing you, and you're verbalizing it loudly. So I want you to realize that those in, – that inner critic and that outer critic come from a wounded heart. And if I indulge that, I start obsessing, and I start ruminating on he said, she said, they said, this is not fair, this is not right. But it really has very little to do with what's in front of me. It has to do with an old wound that I have not healed. Yeah, true. So it's hard to trust new Most friends. Of the, yeah. It's yeah. hard to it's hard to find strong friends that you can trust, but it's even harder if you've been wounded. Yeah. So I need you to go back, and listen to that inner critic, listen to that outer critic, grieve the loss of the family, the parents, the siblings, the people who have betrayed you before, and really understand what that abandonment wound looks like, and realize that you don't have to stay there. You don't have to abandon yourself because when I start. Crit- myself and beating myself up and having that negative self-talk, I've literally abandoned myself and become my own abuser and I'm not even my own friend. It's real. <laughs> So what I need to do is realize what God says about me and I need to start rehearsing that. So John 15:15, 15, 15, who calls us a friend?
1: I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my Father I have made known to you.
0: So what is the evidence? Let's see what evidence do we have that Jesus is our friend?
1: Jesus has made known to us the things that he has heard from the Father.
0: So as I sit with the Lord, as I become his friend, as I say, Lord, I trust you in the little things, in the big things, um, um, I want You to, I want to give you this wound, I want to give you this wound. I, I ask for mentors, I ask for teachers, I ask for people that are wise in my life to come alongside me and mentor me. All of a sudden, these prayers move me from this... Obedience where I'm just obeying like a robot to this, oh you're my friend. Now I can see. my people perish without vision. So now I have the eyes that are enlightened. I have the ears that can hear and I can hear what the Lord's doing and I have total peace. So First Corinthians 15:33, what corrupts good manners?
1: Do not be disled. Misled, bad company corrupts a good cup, co- a character.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, bad company, <laughs> what corrupts my good manners? Bad company. Bad company. <laughs> and some of us just navigate, navigate to bad company. You know, so we got to make sure that we're good company yeah. because we're going to attract what we are. Yeah. And if I'm grumbling and complaining, that's what I'm going to attract. Yeah. Okay, so James 4.4, 4. what would disqualify us from being a friend of God?
1: You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enemy against God? Therefore anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world because the enemy of God.
0: Yeah, I don't want to become an enemy of God by setting the fence, by wanting to have my own way and you know wanting to use God as a as a slot machine. Yeah. Lord, I'm going to come and serve you when it's convenient, but I'm not yeah. going to serve you when it's not convenient. So I want, I don't want to be a friend of the world cuz that's going to disqualify me from understanding um god from receiving his love that's going to block that flow so out of james Three, thirteen through eighteen. I want you to list the characteristics of a friend of the world and a friend of God. So we're going to read the verse, Josh, and then we'll go through an outline. And as I ask God, what makes me your friend and what makes me your enemy, I can go through the verses, and He will show me as I as I pick out the character skills. So read right here.
1: Who is wise and understanding amongst among you? Let them show it by their good life deeds done in humility and that comes from wisdom but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual, demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambitions there you find disorder in every place every evil practice but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere.
0: Oh, wow. So, here, let's review what's unspiritual, worldly, it's bitterness, harboring that bitterness and envy, selfish ambition, boasting, denying the truth, unspiritual, demonic, disorderly, and evil practices. This is me being a friend of the world. So what's it look like if I'm a friend of God?
1: wise and understanding, humble, pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, gentle, full of mercy, bearing good fruit, impartial, sincere.
0: And my heart goes out to you if you didn't have these examples. If you had the examples of bitterness and envy and selfishness and boasting and Disorder and confusion, and and you know, slandering you. My heart goes out to you because you don't have good examples. But right now, you know, I remember praying, Josh. God, give me teachers, give me mentors, and the mentors and the teachers he gave me were in radio shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, "There's there's your spiritual mama, Elizabeth Elliot. There she is. There's your spiritual mm-hmm. mama." So when I saw her in her little pine casket on Facebook. I bowed myself to the floor and cried like my mama was gone. (laughs) And uh, I still listen to her probably three days a week. Uh, I found her archives and... And there's just such wisdom that flow out of it. I can ask God a question and there's Elizabeth Elliot answering it. She doesn't even know she was my mentor. Mm. <laughs> so even though it's not flesh and blood standing in front of you, you can find your mentors because there's so much media now, there's so much YouTube, there's so much preaching and teaching out there, and you can have a harvest of mentors. So peacemakers who sow in peace, Raise a harvest of righteousness in James three eighteen. So as you practice humility and purity and being peace loving and considerate of others, submissive and gentle, full of mercy, then you're gonna bear good fruit. You're gonna be impartial and you're gonna be in, you're gonna be sincere. So in James two twenty three, what did Abraham do to become a friend of God?
1: And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was accredited to him as a righteousness, and he was called God's friend.
0: Oh look at that. What 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 is it? It was credited to him. What was credited to him as righteousness?
1: His faith, his yeah. belief.
0: Yeah, he believed yeah. God. He believed. So I'm here to tell you that when you believe, you truly believe, you're going to walk it out. And you'll know you don't believe if you're anxious, if you're worrying, if you're fretful. You know you're not going to believe. You're in unbelief. But when you just say God, I don't know what you're doing here, but I sacrifice everything that I thought I wanted. Every little Isaac I thought I needed to fix, I give them to you. Everything that's in my... See, Isaac is an example of what's in my heart that's above God. And the reason God required Abraham to put Isaac on the altar was because God wanted Abraham to know, you love me more than you love Isaac, and then I take care of Isaac. So as I lay all of my Isaacs on the altar, whether it's material things whether it's people you know, whether it's circumstances in my life as I lay all that on the altar I say there it is Lord I don't love the outcome more than you I take my hands off the outcome I love you then I have this gift of believing and now I have become a friend of God so pray over us these things
1: Um, Dear Lord Heavenly Father we just ask you to look over the people out there listening and all the people that don't we just ask you to give them Uh, pure heart, humble, peace, loving, considerate, submissive, gentle, full of mercy, Mm -hmm. bearing good fruit, impartial, sincere. Just walk with them, God. Give them your wisdom and understanding as you see fit. And just be with him, God.
0: In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) And we just love this humility and this gentleness that Josh has given us right now. (laughs) (laughs) And this this humility, when you're walking in humility, you're not a doormat. You're not powerless. Now you're bold, but you're bold in Christ. You're bold as a lion. Gentle as a lamb, but bold as a lion. You know when you've made the right decision because persecution's coming. People are coming to try to tell you you're dumb, (laughs) and I just want you to, if you know that this is where my peace was this is where lord landed me today when i was in my prayer and then stand strong stand still and you're going to reap that harvest of righteousness and thanks for joining us this was the rocker recovery
1: this is josh bond
0: and this was angie meadows and you can find us again on Podbean, spotify itunes pandora under the rocker recovery you can find the books on amazon.com under Angie G. Meadows under Rocker Recovery. Also have Enabler's Books for Enabler's Journey and I have some Bible study books on there. So we will see you next time.